Come on, let's give the Lord some praise together. Oh, let's lift up the name of Jesus. If God's been good to you, I wish you'd give him a shout of praise. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Come on, let's just take a moment right now and lift up the name of Jesus. Somebody shout. Somebody praise him together. I feel something trying to happen right now. The Lord is trying to release the gifting of faith in this service. If you'll begin to magnify God, it's going to open up the atmosphere to allow God to do what He desires to do. Shout with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. If God has done nothing for you, you have a right to remain silent. But if God's ever been good at all, if He's forgiven you, if He's healed you, if He saved your soul, I wish you would shout for just a moment. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. We magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost at work in this house. Anybody come today with expectation? What about the rest of you? Anybody come with a desire for a miracle and an encounter with Jesus? I'm just going to tell you right now, there are miracles in this room today. Let me try that again. The Lord intends to perform the miraculous in this service today. I don't know if you can hear me in the back, but I'm telling you that today God is going to demonstrate His power. I wish I had two or three that would agree. Today. 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 If you need something from God, come on, it would be important right now that you agree in the Holy Ghost. Today is my day. Today is my day. If you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, what are you waiting for? It's in this room right now, and God wants to fill every person that is in need of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Well, I think we've reached a different dimension. I think I feel faith in this house in a way that I have not felt really in any time that I've been here. We're breaking through some things. That's what prayer does. It tears down strongholds. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. It pulls down strongholds. Amen. So thankful for everything that the Lord is doing and what He intends to do today in this house. I have great expectation. And uh, not to take a long time, but I honor your pastor and his wife and family. Honor this church. And... Um, there is just no telling what the Lord is about to do. Do you believe in the supernatural around here? Do you believe in miracles, signs, and wonders? Do you believe that's more than just an old story, but it's current today, that God's never changed? There's a spirit in this Northwest that wants to squash any bit of faith that's in this house. I know other times I've been here, I've pushed faith a little bit, and I have felt such resistance, not from people, but from spirits. I wonder if you will resist all of that with me today. And let's see what the Lord would do. Amen. Let's go quickly to the book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 11. Acts 1, verse 8, Mark 16 and 17. You don't have to turn to all of those. I'm going to read them anyway. Judges 6 and 11, Acts 1 and 8, Mark 16, 17. Praise God. Judges chapter 6 and 11, there came an angel of the Lord, sat under an oak, which was an Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Abizrite, 
and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Acts 1 and 8. Perhaps you know it. But ye shall receive power. Somebody say power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Mark 16 and 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Is there a believer in this house? In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen. Today, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to you from this subject, the dimension of faith for healings and miracles. The dimension of faith for healings and miracles. I want us to lift our hands right now. I want us to lift our voices all across this room. I want you to lift your faith right now. Come on, let's activate faith. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind every oppressive spirit. I bind every spirit of fear, doubt, and unbelief in the name of Jesus Christ. Right now, we release the gifting of faith. Let it be loosed among this congregation. Come on, somebody get in the Holy Ghost with me right now. Somebody pray like you've got a little authority. Somebody get loud. Today is a day for the supernatural. Today let this church enter into a dimension of the supernatural and the gifts of the Spirit that we have not known before. Let your word be confirmed with signs following. We are believing. We are expecting. We are anticipating in the name of Jesus Christ. Now if you're believing God to do the miraculous, praise Him now with your level of expectation. I feel it. Come on, praise him with expectation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody begin to expect it. Hallelujah! 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 Praise God! You can be seated. Now, if you're going to sit down and wait 30 minutes before you respond, I'm letting you know I'm starting quick and we're taking off right now. The Holy Ghost is here and anything is possible. We find here in Judges a familiar story to most of us that Gideon is hiding behind the wine press in fear of the adversary. The angel of the Lord is sent with a message from God. It is his time of visitation. It is a time of the supernatural. And Gideon's question to him as he is hiding in fear is where is the miracles of our fathers? Where is the demonstration that we have heard about? And I'm going to tell you a great way for the apostolic message to become extinct is for there to rise up a generation that does not know him in the power of his might, that has never seen a demonstration of his spirit. 
it is not God's desire that you know his potential and what he is able to do. But I serve a God that is always willing to demonstrate. He is always willing to put on display his power for everybody to see. I'm here to tell you tonight that today that miracles, signs, and wonders are not just for your benefit. God did not promise this to the church just to make you feel better, to give you a better quality of life, or to heal you of your infirmity. But every miracle, every demonstration of the power of God is to bring glory to God so that the whole earth may know him. Come on to preach to somebody. Every miracle, every healing, every answered prayer is for everyone else to see. Look what Jesus can do. Oh, I wish I could preach it here this afternoon. Every miracle that God would give us is not just to make the apostolics run the aisles and leap for joy, but it's so your coworker can find out, I had stage four cancer and Jesus healed me. Come on, it's so your atheistic boss, you can tell him, I was depressed and ready to commit suicide. But Jesus reached down and he took away my depression. He took away my fear and he gave me joy and he gave me a reason to get up. Come on, come on. He does not work in your life for you to keep it to yourself. He does not demonstrate his power to hide it in your pocket. But it's time. God is about to give us miracles in order for you to share it with this entire region. Praise God. There's much that happens in apostolic services, and I discovered this a long time ago, and no one ever talks about. We have a powerful service where God works in a miraculous way. We can feel it. We can sense it. But no one ever talks about what happened. People are so afraid to ask the question, who has received a healing in their body? Don't get quiet on me. You would be astounded at the volume of miracles that the Lord performs on a regular basis that not one person ever makes mention of. You're only doing yourself and the church a disservice if God would answer your prayer or heal your body and you keep it to yourself. Come on, somebody. Every miracle of the New Testament, whether it was the miracles of Jesus or the miracles of the apostle in the New Testament church, every time there was a miracle, the crowds began to gather. They heard of the miracles which he did on the sick and the disease. Come on, somebody. When God begins to display his power, it's not just to put on a show, but it is to draw. Come on, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. God wants to get glory out of your miracle. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw. When you start lifting up the name of Jesus, when you start declaring, look at what he did. I didn't used to be able to do this, but he's healed me. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I shouldn't be here right now, but he's touched my body. I used to have voices that talked to me, but now I'm clear in my mind. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now. God doesn't touch you just for you, but that miracle is for all those around you. That blessing, that answer, that deliverance is so everybody you're connected to can know this is what God can do. This is his power on display. Come on, is there anybody in here today that can say he's healed my body? He has set me free. Come on, is there any miracles in this house? You ought to give God glory just for a moment. You ought to give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's healed me time and time and time again, and he can do it again. I said he can do it again because he's God and he changes not. He's got all power in heaven and earth. Anybody believe that? That's not a suggestion. There's no sickness that has walked into this room today that the Lord does not have the power to cure and to turn around. 
you got to believe what I'm saying if you're going to get a miracle. There is nothing that is present in this building. There is no person that is demonic possessed that God cannot deliver right now. Right now while I'm preaching. Oh, just in case you're wondering, we're totally apostolic, not partway. You can get the Holy Ghost. You can get healed while I'm speaking right now. We don't have to stop. There's no schedule, honey. The power of the Holy Ghost is present to heal. It's here right now. It's here right now. Nobody has to touch you. You're in the atmosphere where God is. Come on, somebody. Let's elevate our faith right now. Anything can happen right now. Anything can happen. Come on, I want you to believe it. I don't care if you prayed about your situation before. Anything can happen right now. Somebody get in the Holy Ghost and stay in that flow with me. It's here. It's here. He's come to demonstrate today. I have seen countless people in the last 18 months totally healed of all manner of cancer. Completely healed. If there's cancer in here today, God's got a miracle for you. I'm not making suggestions. I'm not trying to get you to respond to me. I'm telling you what Jesus has done. I have seen multiple people, some of them were elderly, that have had it for years in the last 18 months, completely healed of sugar diabetes, got off all their medication, and don't need it anymore. I don't know if there's anyone here that's in need of something like that. I've watched blood pressure normalize. Come on. Hearts, kidneys, you name it. Bones straighten out, pain completely leave that some have dealt with for years, chronic migraines, whatever you need from God, He is more than able to do it. I said He's more than able to do it. Come on. There is nothing that God cannot do. All things are possible to him that believeth. Does anybody believe in this house? We are in desperate need in the apostolic church for a resurgence of the miraculous. Don't you ever believe one lying person that would tell you that the supernatural somewhere has become dormant. And it is not what it was in the New Testament. That is a lying spirit. God has never stopped healing. He has never stopped saving. He has never diminished in power or demonstration. He's doing right now what he has always done. Honey, God didn't go through the dark ages. Come on, somebody. He's still healing as much today as he ever has. And he is going to demonstrate where somebody will believe. Is there someone that will believe here today? Is there someone? Is there someone? Is there someone that will put yourself in a position for a miracle? Come on. It's time to take it to the next level today. It's here. I'm not going to do it, and I'm embarrassed to do it in some places, to ask for a show of hands of those under the age of 30 that have ever seen a miracle. Please don't raise your hand. In too many churches, there are far too many young people and young adults, even upwards of 40 and 50, that can tell me I have never seen God heal someone's body. That is a shame. The power that God gives us, you shall receive power. Do you believe that verse? After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Let me tell you something about this power. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get access to all the power. Oh, help me. Let me, let me, let me just 
put a hole in this idea in traditional Pentecost that the power that Jesus gives us is just to keep us from smoking cigarettes and leaving our spouse. I can't hear you. I'm going to tell you the power that God has put within you is for much more than that. Sure, it will help you avoid sin. You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You shall cast out devils. You shall, come on, not preachers, believers. Is there a believer in this house? Is there a believer in this place? These signs shall follow them that believe. Come on. Come on. That means you. That means your neighbor. Come on. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got the power. I said you've got the power. Anything is possible. Stop waiting for the power to show up. The power of God that worketh in us is here to demonstrate. Miracles must become commonplace in the apostolic church. They cannot be occasional. They cannot be when we have a, we had a wild service, a couple of people were healed. People ought to get healed every week in your church. Hear me. I'm going to say it again. People ought to be healed in this assembly every single week. I'm, I'm going to push on this old spirit of unbelief until I feel something breaking here. There's far, I, I'm very uncomfortable. There's a whole lot of sick people in Pentecost. And I'm telling you, it's not all the will of God. There's a lot of miracles that God is wanting to give. Sit on me if you want to. There's a whole lot more miracles than what we've ever claimed and what we've ever believed God for. I'm going to preach anyway. I'm telling you right now, it ought to be a normal occurrence that we just expect, whether it's Sunday, whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever your midweek schedule is normally, or if it's all church prayer, or if it's Saturday men's prayer, or if it's choir practice, or if it's in the middle of Sunday school, somebody can get healed. Somebody can receive the Holy Ghost. Somebody can be completely delivered. Take the limitations off of God. Take the limitations off of your faith. He can do anything. God wants to give us a resurgence of the supernatural beginning right now in this service. Right now. Right now. Thank God for flyers and cards and home Bible studies and bus routes and door knocking and whatever it is that you do to reach people. But the greatest evangelism program that Jesus ever created was demonstration. Oh, come on, folks. We, we live in a, where you're at right here. It's an agnostic, atheist, God-hating place full of witches, full of devils, full of all manner of wickedness. I don't care how beautiful it is. This is one of the most spiritually dark regions that I have ever walked into in my life. Come on, somebody. There's some old spirits that linger in these hills. And I'm going to tell you right now, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Wherever I show up, I'm in control, honey. Oh, you didn't hear what I'm saying. I've got all the power. All power is given on me in heaven and earth. I've got that power. Where I show up, I'm in control. Come on, why don't you act like a child of God that's got the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you? you got to take dominion. Don't ask for it. Take it. Take it, take it, take it. Roho Sharakahaya. Because of the type of area, it stands to reason there's a lot of people 
that really don't care about your doctrine. Just a wild guess. There's probably a lot of people that don't care about your Bible study chart. That don't want to hear. They don't even read the Bible. So they don't want to contend with you about the Bible. If they don't believe in God, why do they want to hear you banner back and forth? The New Testament. The lame man was healed at the gate. The city is in an uproar. They bring them before the Sanhedrin. They say, they bash them, they beat them, they torment them. But at the end, their takeaway was, we can argue about their doctrine, but that a miracle has happened here. We cannot deny it. Honey, they may deny Jesus' name baptism. They may deny the gift of the Holy Ghost, but they can't argue with a miracle. They cannot argue with someone. That says, I was blind, but now I see. I could not walk, but Jesus made me whole. Who has done this miracle? Come on. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. The greatest evangelism tool is to demonstrate and showcase the power of God. When people see something they cannot argue with, it begins to draw them. When people see something reach into their life from another world, come on, it opens them up for the gospel. It opens them up to receive everything that Jesus has. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You pray depression off of your coworker and let them get a taste of the peace of the Holy Ghost and they'll listen to whatever you've got to say. I can't hear you. You pray cancer off of your coworker, and they're going to be ready to come to your church. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost working right now. Why is God allowing so much sickness in the church? In order for there to we always pray for miracles, signs, and wonders. If you want healings to happen, somebody's got to get sick. Somebody's got to be in pain. There has to be a need for God to fill. Why was this man left here lame? Was it because of his own sin or his mother and father? He said, no, neither. So I could get glory. I left him right here. Because this day was going to come and I'm going to demonstrate my power and everyone that sees it is going to know that's God. That man can change lives. Come on, son. Why does God allow need into your life? Is it to torment you? Is it to manipulate you? Is it to control your emotions? No, it's to demonstrate his power. Honey, if God let everything in your life be picture perfect and easy, there's far too many of us that would shut our mouths and even walk away from him. But it is a constant need. It's a constant need that he allows into our life that keep us running back to him saying, God, I need a demonstration. God, I need a touch. I need a miracle. Come on, somebody. He's not allowed that into your body to torment you out of your mind. Come on, somebody. I don't care what kind of mess is going on in your world. That is an opportunity for God to demonstrate his power. I don't care the pain that's in your body or the torment in your mind. God is giving you an opportunity for a miracle. If you need a miracle today, I wish you would let God know right now. (laughs) Right now. Right now, don't wait until I'm done. If you need, I've got a ways to go, but if you need a miracle, I want you to tell him right now. Right now. Right now. Hallelujah. You will never have complete revival without total demonstration.
Come on, you will never see the pinnacle of all that God has without public demonstration. Come on, somebody. I feel it moving in here. I'm going to tell you a hundred miracles in this service will never have the impact of one miracle in your office complex. You didn't hear what I said. A hundred miracles today will never have the impact of one healing on your college campus. It's easy for us to believe it in our safe space, but out there is where God wants to let his power erupt. Come on. Miracles can happen anywhere, anytime, anywhere in this region. Come on, God does not schedule miracles for Sunday and Tuesday, but seven days a week, 24 hours a day, there is an opportunity. There is an opportunity. Jesus, in your name. God allows need to provoke hunger, to provoke desire, to increase our faith. And to bring glory to his name. There's a lot of folks that can live with stuff. Hallelujah. We have a lot of toleration. Absalom desired to speak with Joab. Wouldn't talk to him. Wouldn't meet with him. Repeatedly. He desires a conference with him. He will not come. He will not answer. Absalom says, go, go set his fields on fire. When his fields catch on fire, here he comes on. I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to listen. Mm. There's a lot of folks that can live with their fields on fire. There's a lot of people that can just grit their teeth and mind over matter their way through their pain. There's a lot of people that can live with dysfunction in their marriage and in their family. Come on, somebody. There's people that can tolerate confusion and fear in their house and in their home and on their kids. I've come to preach today, faith, not doubt, not fear. Hear me right now. What we are putting up with so much stuff that we don't have to put up with, that we don't have to tolerate. We are accepting things that God never intended for you to accept. You have written your situation off as impossible, improbable, and if God wanted to do something, wouldn't he have done it by now? I submit to you it is high time that you give God another chance, that you believe, come on, that you reach to him like you have never reached before. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Come on, we're accepting pain. We're accepting fear. We're accepting depression. We're accepting anxiety. I'm here to tell you, you are a child of God. And you have the power of the Most High. I don't have to accept anything. Come on, somebody. I don't have to accept it. I wish somebody would tell your situation, tell hell, I'm done accepting this. I'm done tolerating it. Come on, somebody. He's either God or he's not. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, I feel it starting to shift. He can do it. He can do it. It's breaking. It's breaking. I got more preaching to do. You respond how you want to respond, but I got stuff to say. Stay with me. There's coming a moment. There's coming a moment. I'm going to tell you when it is. I'm going to give you instruction where God is going to demonstrate his power. It's going to happen in a specific manner. Hallelujah. How many believes God can do anything? How many times 
Does he come into our services ready to demonstrate? But we never give him the chance to do that. It's easier to accept things, bite your lip, and walk out the door. Well, maybe another time. I just don't feel like putting myself out like that. I've, I've lived like this a long time. I can put up with it. You can let anything become normal. I said you can allow anything just to become normal. There's stuff in too many of our lives that God did not allow for it to become permanent. It is we that have accepted it as permanent, but God allowed it as an opportunity. Hallelujah. I remember a time we were having a youth prayer meeting. I was still in my teens, I believe, at the time. My brother was there, asthma on an inhaler. There was no preacher residing over anything. For all those of you that think it's got to be a certain preacher to lay hands on you to get a miracle, you find me chapter and verse for that, and I'll believe it. Signs follow believers. Believers in the house, by show of hands. This is who's qualified to demonstrate. So we get him up to the front. We're all praying. We had a prayer meeting. We've been there for a while. We get Anthony up there. He's on the inhaler constantly. I said, I'm tired of you having asthma. We're going to pray right now, and I believe God's going to heal. We laid hands on Anthony in just a youth prayer meeting. No pastor there. No preacher there. And God instantly healed him. He's never had an inhaler since then. He's never had a struggle with asthma. That's just a small thing. I could sit here and tell you stories all day. I'm going to tell you there's nothing that God cannot solve. There is nothing that God cannot heal. He is waiting on someone to believe. You're being awfully redundant. I'm trying to drive some things deep into our spirit. Come on, we have made so much of what we believe totally intellectual. There's some things happening right now. You've got to receive it in your spirit. You're not going to logically think your way through what God is trying to do. Come on, somebody has to step into a dimension of faith. There's stuff in this place today, and I have seen it, I have seen it, I have seen it. Folks carry things. There's things here today that some of us have never one time asked the Lord to fix. Look at quiet on me now. There's stuff in here today. There's sickness. There's problems. There's all kinds of issues. Not one time has some of us asked God to fix it. And we wonder, does God hate me? Is God mad at me? Well, why am I going through this? Have you ever asked God to change it? Come on, somebody. We're still in dimension of faith right now. I'm not here to plow. Have you ever asked God to heal the pain that's in your body? It's time, it's time to answer that question. Have you ever asked God to fix what's going on in your family? Have you ever once prayed the prayer? Come on, somebody. We'll schedule a surgery like that, but reluctant to pray. I'm not here to preach against doctors and medicine. Please don't put words in my mouth. I've had it happen before. But I'm telling you right now, why don't we give Jesus a chance to do something first? That's just the way I grew up. It was a pray first, doctor later kind of mentality that we had. how else we're supposed to believe. We, we have limited God to the great things that are so impossible and beyond us. We'll pray for those things, but everything else in between, we will take care of it. We can medicate that. We can get, God help us, therapy for that. Don't get quiet. Come on, somebody. We can fix this. We can, we can walk it off. Come on, somebody. We just have a pray first, go to the doctor later policy in my house. Listen, I've watched God heal fever in my child instantly as I'm laying my hand on it. How does that happen? you got to pray and believe. Come on. It's easy to jam medicine down their throat, but why don't you pray? Why do we not have more miracles? 
It's not because he's limited. It's because we're not asking. Come on. You have not because you ask not. If you want a miracle, you got to ask for a miracle. you got to believe for a miracle. Come on, somebody. Why don't you try the next time your child is sick? Before you put medicine in their mouth, lay hands on them right there and see what the Lord would do. The next time your spouse has a headache or back pain, lay hands on them and see what God would do. I'm telling you, there is a miracle there. I feel resistance to what I'm preaching right now. I feel resistance. Come on, somebody. The spirits of the age defy what I'm saying right now. They want us to tolerate. They want us to accept. I defy the spirit of this age. It is time. It is time. It is time for the Lord to release the supernatural. Somebody give Jesus a chance to work. I'm willing to do it, and I do. And sometimes it's necessary. I'm not here to make someone feel bad if you've had surgery, had medicine. We've all had something or the other at some point in time. But I'm tired of praying for prayers of recovery when I would rather pray for a miracle. If that's what God wants to do, fine. But let's let God make the choice first. See, what often happens in Pentecost is after we've taken the medication, after we've done the natural thing, after we've had all of our opinions from three different doctors, and we've had the surgery, and the doctor says, there's still nothing we can do. It's just not working. Then we run to Jesus. What if we would reverse all of that? Instead of making Jesus the backup plan, and the last ditch effort, and when all else fails, try Jesus. Come on, somebody. Why not put Jesus at the front of the line? Something just tells me if we'd make him first, you wouldn't need the rest. Well, what if it doesn't happen? Well, what if it does? Come on. What if he doesn't answer? What if he will? What if he's just waiting on you to step out in faith? Well, I've never been there before. Honey, come on. That's the place. The dimension of faith is where the supernatural is. That's where miracles are. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out. Step out of your safe space and let God be God. I want us to lift our voice right now. I'm not done yet, but I feel something resisting. I want you to push right here, right here, right here. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hear me. Hear me. Praise God. If we'd start letting God heal us, it wouldn't be so hard and such a stretch for us to go lay hands on people on the job. It's real hard to say, we'll lay hands on the sick and they recover when we really don't see miracles ourselves. It's hard to believe what you've never been persuaded of. I'm sorry, folks. We accept a lot of things in faith and face value, but there are some things God never intended for you just to accept there's a lot of things in his word he never intended for you just to accept. He wants to show. Come on, somebody. He wants to show. You hear me right now? He wants to prove his power. You will never demonstrate what you have never seen put on display yourself. You will never demonstrate what you've never allowed God to do in your own life. Come on, somebody. Until you get your own miracle, you ain't laying hands on nobody.
I'd like to believe otherwise, but the proof's in the pudding, folks. Until God gives you your miracle, until God demonstrates his power in your life, you're never getting out of your seat to lay hands on somebody that doesn't know God. Today, today is the day that God turns that around. Today, God wants to give you your own miracle. God wants to give you your own story. God wants to equip you to walk onto your job, to walk into that school, to drive back into your neighborhood and say, I believe God can do anything. If you've got a problem, if you've got a need, I serve a God that's more than able to do it. Jesus said, Behold, I make all things new. Hallelujah. There's a lady in revival not that long ago, had some complications, went to the hospital. Elderly lady, she had a kidney that was removed and the other that was critical. Some other condition had put her in the hospital. It was in 2020, so no one could go up there and see her at the time. So you don't have to touch someone to pray, the prayer of faith, and something to happen. Do you believe that? The centurion said, just speak the word, Lord, and my servant will be healed. And from miles away, one word, and there was a miracle. Do you know that that still happens? I don't have time to go into it. But he said, I understand authority. I'm under authority, and if I say something, someone has to answer and respond. And I understand that you have spiritual authority, and when you speak the thing, something has to happen. So when Jesus spoke something because of his authority, sickness had to leave. What happens when Jesus' name is applied to you at baptism? You get the authority of the name of the Father. Can't hear you. I said, you get the authority of his name upon your life. And so when I say in Jesus' name, I am speaking with his authority. And just like the centurion servant, I can say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command that cancer to disappear and not return again. And I'm not just saying empty words. I'm not just being Pentecostal or cute. I am speaking authority. And he backs up his authority. Come on, somebody. I said he's going to back up his authority. He's going to respond. Does anybody have the name of Jesus on your life? Does anybody believe you've got his authority? Mm. We prayed at church. She had some other complications that were going on. We didn't even pray about the kidney that was almost totally gone. They get in there. She starts feeling better. They start checking her. They said, ma'am, it's interesting. She wasn't in there for kidney issues. Your kidney that you have remaining, this is an elderly woman. said, this kidney is like a teenager's kidney. It's unbelievable. He can make all things new. He can make all things new. He can put something where there is nothing. He can put a bone where there is no bone, put an organ where there is no organ. He can take what is falling apart and make it brand new. Honey, what he did with your life when you came to Jesus, he can do with your body. He'll take a broken, shattered life, and he can take your broken, shattered health. It's all the same to him. He's got the power to fix both. Help us, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's able to do anything if somebody can believe. There was an elderly man just a few months back. Had cancer in his body. We prayed for him. Michael Barrier's father prayed for him. He went to the doctor. They check. This man is in his late 60s, early, I think he's early 70s. They said, sir, all of your levels, your blood levels come back. I mean, you have obviously had cancer. All of your levels have come back like you're a young man. How's that possible? That's what Jesus does. 
It took weeks before he could get those tests. But he told me the night I went home, I had no more symptoms of that cancer. That stuff had kept him up all hours of the night. All kind of symptoms. He said it stopped immediately. Come on. I serve a God of immediately. I serve a God of today. I serve a God of right now. Everything can stop. Everything can stop. I serve a God that when he touches you, all pain can leave your body right now. All suffering can stop. Do you believe that? He's able to do it. He's waiting on someone to give him a chance. I wonder who's leaving here with a miracle today. I'm not here to preach for your entertainment. I'm not here to impress you. I'm asking you a question. I wonder who is leaving with a miracle today in this house. Be it unto you according to your faith. Come on, somebody, let your faith rise a little bit right now. Hallelujah. I'm almost done. I got a couple things I got to address right now. A lot of us believe that God can. But what we question is ourselves. When you pray for somebody, it is not your reputation that is at stake. Because it is not your power that is at work. You can't heal anybody. We know this, but we act as if we can. Come on, somebody. When we pray for somebody and it doesn't happen, we feel disappointed in ourselves as if we have failed somewhere. It's up to God to heal. If I pray for you and nothing happens, that is not my fault. That is God's responsibility to heal. I cannot heal anybody. I have no magic potions. I don't have any spells or incantations. I just use the authority that is upon me that you have as well. That you have as well. That you have. it. Come on. And it's up to God to be God. I am not God. But I just believe when I speak the name of Jesus... Over your situation, something is going to happen. I said something is going to happen. It's not a question of my ability or my reputation. Well, I don't pray and fast as much as somebody else. I don't know if God would use me. Come on, somebody. We've got to get over ourselves. We've got to lose our egos, our pride, whatever it is that is holding us back from reaching out. Come on. God, if, if you've got the Holy Ghost, would you raise your hand high right now? Everyone that's got their hands raised, God can use you to demonstrate his power. That is his intention. That is his design. That is his plan. Come on, what we We've turned Pentecost into, we've made demonstration a spectator sport when everybody can be involved, when everybody can have a participating role. Come on, you with your hands raised, you can lay hands on somebody and they recover. Come on, you can cast out the debt. Come on, somebody. You've got the power. You've got the power. Tell yourself that I've got the power. I've got authority. Come on, it's time. It's a kosho Jesus. Jesus. We're questioning ourselves. It's not within myself, it's what He's put in me. God's not depending upon my ability, He's got His own power. All God is looking for is for someone to believe. If you got the Holy Ghost five minutes ago right now, you could lay hands on somebody and they'd be instantly healing their body. You believe what I'm saying right now? He can take a four or five-year-old that just got the Holy Ghost. They can lay hands on somebody and rebuke cancer and God answer it. See, in Pentecost, we, we've made this... Hierarchy. We 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 got to level up, and you know, if you're if you're a new convert, you're kind of in training mode, training wheels, Holy Ghost, limited power. 
And as you mature and you grow up in truth, then you, then you level up a little bit. Nonsense. Hogwash. If you just got the Holy Ghost, honey, you got access to all power. Right now, no waiting, no training period, no 90-day trial run. You've got everything that anybody else has. You've got the authority. Come on, somebody. You shall receive power. Somebody say power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Do you have the power? Do you have the power? Do you have the power? It's time to use it. I'm here at the end right now. I'm close. Now, how many believes that God can use you to perform the miraculous today? Today. Not someday, not one day. Today. Today. How many believes that with all of your heart? Today. How many believes that that is exactly what is about to happen in the next few moments? Because that's what God intends to do. Everyone wants to have a healing service and let the evangelists pray for everyone. That is not how God intends to do it today in this house. Today, you see these hands lifted? If you want to be involved in what God's about to do, whether you need a miracle or you want to be involved in the miraculous, it doesn't matter. This is who God's about to use. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Here's our problem with all of that. And I'm, I'm, I'm closing. Is that there are too many of us that can say, I'll let the evangelist or the pastor would pray for me. I believe I'd get a miracle. But you let Joe Blow on the back row lay his hands on me. I, I, I don't believe much is going to happen. Why do you think that? Because we're looking at the vessel. That's how we look at ourselves, and it's how we look at others. Well, if they prayed fast as much as I did, I'd believe it, but... They weren't here last Wednesday or the Wednesday before that. I'm not here to meddle, folks. We're here to knock something in the head and get it out of the way. Come on. If God's ever going to use us, there's too much stuff that stands in the way that he wants to deal with right now. Jesus did not many mighty works in his hometown. Why? Because of their unbelief. Because they judged the vessel. Isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't that Mary's boy? We, we ain't never figured out if that was a legitimate birth or not. We grew up down the street from him, and you're telling me he, he comes out of the desert, and now he's got a miracle ministry? Yeah, give me a break. He did not many mighty works there. Come on. He goes to the next city. They hear him say a few words, and they say, my, he speaks with power and authority. They brought everyone that had a need, and guess what? He healed everybody. What was the difference? Someone believed, others judged the person. Come on, somebody. It is time that we quit judging the vessel in Pentecost. Honey, I may not be your favorite preacher. I didn't come to try out for the position. But all that matters is I've got the Holy Ghost and I've got power. And if you've got a need, I've got a right and the authority to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You've got that right. I said, you've got that right. I don't care who you are. If I have a need in my body and you've got the power, lay your hands on me. I need a miracle. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. I don't care if you got in church yesterday. I don't care if it's a little sketchy. If there is a hesitation in your spirit, I, I let all these guys pray for me, but, but that one sister, please don't let her come over here. Let's be real, all right? I'd let most of the people in this church pray for me, but there's a few. I'd, I'd rather I'm not. It's time that we get over ourselves. If you were dying on your deathbed, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you've gotten fully converted. I don't care if your sleeves are where they need to be. If you've got the Holy Ghost, please pray the prayer of faith. Am I messing with somebody right now? Because I'm not trying to, but I'm here to tell you right now, we've got to get over ourselves and get over judging the vessel 
Come on, I'm running into a wall right now, and I'm going to keep pushing until I feel something shift. Somebody needs to make up their mind. Anybody in this building that's got the Holy Ghost, please pray the prayer of faith for me. Come on. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. If that was your last resort, wouldn't you want them to pray for you? We do not see the miracles that we want to have because too many of us have ought against one another. We don't see the supernatural the way God intends to put it on display because too many of us have a problem with somebody else across the church. It's time to get over it, get over it, get over it and move on, get free, get delivered. I don't want my problem with you to stop me from receiving my miracle, my answer, my deliverance. Come on, I don't want my grievance with you to stop my family from receiving deliverance from fear. Come on, whatever the problem is, it's time to fix it right now. I want us to lift our hands all across this room right now, all across this room. Come on, if there's anything that stands in the way, come on, I want you to clear your mind, clear your heart. Come on, right now, Jesus, Jesus, as of this moment, anybody in this church that can pray and has the Holy Ghost, they're welcome to pray for me. Jesus, as of this moment, I bury the hatchet. As of this moment, God, every grievance, every issue, every quarrel I've had, I'm laying it down right now. I want revival completely. I want the supernatural to work in my life. Come on. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Musicians. Today's a day that something begins to shift in this church, that something begins to transform. How many is ready for demonstration? Brother Harry, we're not jumping off the pews. That's because God doesn't respond to emotion. He responds to faith. And they're not the same thing. You want to feel something before you can pray? You're wasting your time. Faith is not a feeling. You may feel something when you have faith, but faith is not a feeling. Faith is not an emotion. And the only way too many churches can have demonstrations is they've got to emotionalize everything and get everyone in this big emotional frenzy. That's not how it has to work. Right now, someone could get healed. That easy. That that simple. waiting for a feeling, you're wasting your time. Now, I'm fixing to give us an opportunity. We're going to pray. I'm going to tell you exactly what we're going to do, but I want to give you an example right now. When we pray for people to be, to be healed, delivered, whatever it is, there's, there's needs here today that are not sickness. They're not even physical in some cases. There's people here that desperately need the Holy Ghost. And you can get everything you need today before you leave this house. But when we come to pray, we do not pray. Now, I'll give you a little demonstration. Lord Jesus, would you please touch my precious brother? Jesus, he, he's a good man. I, I really want you to heal him, Lord. He deserves it. God, please. I'm not here to make fun. But God doesn't respond to that kind of praying. Nothing's going to happen. Pray with authority. Hear me right now. You need to pray like you're a child of God. You don't have to be a preacher. You just need the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind the sickness that is in his body right now in Jesus' name. I command it to leave and not return. That healing virtue flow from the top of his head to the soles of it. Pray with authority. Speak to that sickness. Speak to that disease. Speak to whatever the issue may be. All right. 
need a miracle, you're here for a miracle. Come all across the front. I want you to come with expectation. Don't come to see. Don't come maybe. Come with expectation. As I'm moving, I'm believing that something is about to change. Something. Come on, if you're coming right now, come with expectation. Don't come to see what might happen. We're not putting our finger in the wind. Right now, something is about to change. Come on, come with expectation. Look at all these needs. What is all of this? Heaven's opportunity. Opportunity for demonstration. Not a problem that God can't solve. Come on, make your way in. Let's press in as close as we can. I know it's a little tight. I want everyone to get up. Everyone that needs something, come on in. I'm fixing to give you instruction. We bind every spirit of fear, doubt, unbelief in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every tormenting spirit of hell, I take authority right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want you to believe you've got the power. Right now, right now, some of you are already praying, but I want you to believe you've got power. The whole congregation pretty much has come down. If you're not sick, you're welcome to join us right now. I want you to reach over to somebody around you. I want you to lay your hands upon them and begin to pray the prayer of faith. I want you to do it loud and do it with authority. Do it now. Lay hands on somebody and pray with authority right now. If you know the situation, speak to it. Now, pray with somebody. Don't ask. Speak. Speak. Speak.